Welcome to the HSP podcast. I'm Julie Bielant. And today I want to talk about reasons why highly sensitive people might feel challenged making friends. So there's lots of different reasons and I thought it would be kind of validating to talk about why you might struggle and maybe you have made friends, but maybe you're struggling to connect or just feel like you're on the same page with each other, feel like it's an equal balance, things like that. So one of the things that comes up a lot is overstimulation. We tend to be overstimulated by a lot of things that are going on around us. You might hear some seagulls in the background, by the way. (laughs) I love the sound of that. I just moved recently near the water. And at a certain time of day, they get loud. Isn't it funny how we like certain sounds, but other sounds are a problem? So I really love the sounds of seagulls. So getting back to what I was talking about, I haven't done one of these podcasts for a while where I just talk about a subject and I'm not talking with another person or hosting or interviewing So I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about this subject. So back to overstimulation. We can get overwhelmed by noisy environments, things that feel kind of chaotic, and that can be difficult for us to relax, to engage in social situations. And also, I know for myself too, I find it... um, Like I have to plan a day of rest before and after a social engagement. And I know a lot of HSPs are like that. So we might not be the type of friend that can go out and say yes every day to all the things that our friends are asking us to do. And um, and that's going to be an important thing that we need to be able to talk about with our friends. I'm also going to get into some tips that can help, but first I'll talk about some of the challenges. And another thing is, is that we really want to have meaningful connections. A lot of us don't feel very fulfilled by shallow relationships or surface level relationships where you can't go deep. You know, we, we want to... We want to be able to talk about something deep and profound and connect. And a lot of times we're only really able to do that with other HSPs. And since we are the minority, you know, there's only maybe about 20 to 30 percent of the population are HSPs. The majority of people around us are not HSPs. So In that sense, I know for myself, I tend to connect more with other highly sensitive people. I feel like we can be deep with each other. We, it's important for us to, to have meaning and fulfillment in our, in our lives and in our relationships and our friendships. And so that kind of depth can take time to to reach, to form, and might not happen quickly if we are seeking friendships. Like I just moved to a new area and 
I don't know a lot of people in this area, so I'm kind of thinking about this subject for myself too. Like I want to be selective. I want to be conscious of who I spend time with and who I connect to and really one or two people that I can deeply connect to is enough for me. I don't need a a huge group and in fact that can feel overwhelming. Another challenge is um, just the emotional intensity that we feel. We might feel more emotional than those people around us and our I think there's a lot of complexity in the depth of our emotions as well, which means that other people might have a hard time understanding us. I know many of us have experienced that feeling. Maybe, um, you know, having a different emotional temperament can be challenging sometimes to, to feel understood and a sense of belonging in that friendship. And we have a need for authenticity We really want to have genuine, authentic connections, and we struggle with things that are superficial, might feel kind of insincere, and that's something that is important to us, to have authentic connections. And some of us might have some social anxiety. Maybe that inhibits some of our social interactions. Maybe we feel we fear judgment or rejection. And, you know, many of us have been told from a young age that something's wrong with sensitivity. So hopefully you've been listening to all the episodes and you're having a, you're realizing that there's nothing wrong with sensitivity. And in fact, it's a really beautiful trait, but that's a difficult thing too, to, um, to experience, to feel different, to feel misunderstood in social situations can create a sense of anxiety. We might also have emotional um, and empathetic empathy overload. And, you know, we have high levels of empathy. And that can mean that we're taking on emotional burdens of others. And emotional overload can be very draining, very tiring. And it could lead us to spend a lot of time alone to recover and I know that's a, that's a lot of what I experience and many HSPs experience is that we need a lot of downtime. We need a lot of alone time and there can be too much alone time. So we always have to try to find that balance. For me, it's like a delicate balance, whether I'm you know, overwhelmed and overloaded or I'm not having enough social interaction. So I always have to try to work on that balance. And pay attention to how I'm feeling to to try to find that balance. Another thing that we might be challenged by is that many of us are by nature perfectionists. We might be struggling. I, I always say HSPs are either perfectionists or recovering perfectionists. We really set high standards for ourselves and we set high standards for others. And this can make it challenging to accept the imperfections in potential friends, or even to tolerate minor conflicts, that perfectionism can get in the way of building deeper connections. We also might have trouble setting boundaries. It might be hard for us to set boundaries. 
And that can lead to an imbalance in the friendship. We can feel overwhelmed by the demands of others. We can feel taken advantage of. We can feel resentment. Resentment is really the killer to relationships. Um, it, it really um, damages relationships when, when there's resentment present. So that tends to be an area that we struggle in as HSPs is to create healthy boundaries, to set those boundaries. And some of us might experience a fear of rejection that we're maybe afraid to put ourselves out there. And maybe it's hard for us to even be vulnerable. And connection is formed through vulnerability. So that's an area that many of us have to work on, that ability to put down those walls in areas that we might feel safe. And how do we do that? These are all areas that we work on as sensitive people. And we really have a lot of self-care needs as highly sensitive people. As I, as I was saying, we need a lot of downtime. We need to recharge. We need recovery time. We have to limit the amount of engagements we have. These are all things that can be challenging in forming new friendships. And so let's talk about some of the tips. But before that, I, I would love to hear from you. If you go to hsppodcast.com, you can find this episode and leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Do you did you resonate with the areas that I named for feeling challenged? Did you feel like some of those matched you? Does this feel validating to even hear some of this? I've worked with thousands of HSPs all over the world and as a, an extremely sensitive person myself, these are all areas that I've seen many of us feel challenged in. So let's talk about what can help. Working on embracing us, who we are as sensitivity, you know, as sensitive people, self-acceptance. Are you able to accept who you are? Can you recognize your unique qualities? And this is an area many of us have to work on. I know before I understood about the trait, before I worked on my own self-growth self and, and work on my inner self, I struggled with self-acceptance. I thought I was too sensitive because that's what I was told by in my upbringing and society and when you receive that message, it's hard to feel self-acceptance. And I found many of us as sensitive people can even hide who we are. There's a part of us that, that hides like the real us. And that can make it difficult to form meaningful connections if we don't show up as our true, true self. So... Really working on self-acceptance is a big part of that and educating yourself about sensitivity. Like, I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. This is a great place to learn about sensitivity. I have so many resources on my website too that give information about the trait and really learning about yourself is going to help lead to stronger connections with others. 
And another area is finding like-minded people. So as I was saying, since many of us do feel different than a lot of people around us, it can be challenging. So finding, you know, looking into environments and, and perhaps social experiences that are with people that you might connect with. Like, for example, I've volunteered with a cat rescue before, and I'm thinking of volunteering at the local wetlands because I'm really interested in water birds and helping with their nesting. And I would also be interested in, you know, working, volunteering with anything that has to do with animals. I've volunteered before with animal rescue groups and things like that. So if you find something that you love, you know, whatever that is, like I also like to meditate and practice yoga. So these might be areas that I could meet like-minded people and, you know, going to a meditation or something like that that is, and when you go and you do it, more often, like more than once, you start to see the same kinds of people. Or of course, I love going to the beach with my dog, things like that. This would be ways for me to meet people that have similar interests than than me. So think about that. What are you really interested in? Maybe you want to take an art class or, or something. So think about what that is for you or a sport or a writing class or anything like that. And you can start to meet people that are have the same interests as you do. And then, of course, there's online communities like our sensitive empowerment community is a really great place to meet people. And I absolutely, like, it touches my heart so, so deeply when I see HSPs tell me that they've made friends in the community, that they're attending the meet and greets and the events, and they're connecting, and they're connecting with other highly sensitive people. And it's so many people have said it's the first time they felt a sense of belonging. And that is, it just touches my heart so deeply. It's one of my favorite places to be too, because I really like being with highly sensitive people. <laughs> and uh, and it's neat to be with, people, with HSPs from all over the world. So, you know, being able to make those initial connections whether you connect through writing or through events, like in our community, we try to provide many different ways to connect. You can connect through some of the discussion posts or sharing art or pictures of your pets or you're attending the video meet and greets or the events that we have. And, you know, connecting with people in particular ways is, is enjoyable and easier. And also thinking about like mindful socialization. Think about that in terms of, you know, practicing mindfulness for what is something that feels good to you. And that you're also paying attention to when you need breaks, when you might feel overwhelmed, you're listening to your body, you're listening to your energy and you're paying attention. So if, you, if you're at somebody's house and you're feeling kind of overwhelmed or something like that, 
Maybe you could take a little walk instead. Like for me, I tend to like to spend time with people outdoors more than indoors. I feel there's like a concentration of energy indoors and outdoors it feels more open, like there's more space. And to me, that's something that allows me to have more energy for the experience. The things that can take away my energy the most would be like a gathering of people indoors. That would be something that would tire me out a lot faster than if the gathering was outside. And you also want to be selective in your friendships. You know, I know a lot of HSPs, um, I always found this so fascinating when I would talk to HSPs about this in my in my work as a psychotherapist too, is... Many HSPs are chosen as friends, but maybe they did not do the choosing. And I want to introduce that concept. If that's not something you've actually thought about before, are you choosing who you want your friends to be? Or did they choose you? And if they chose you and you like that they chose you, that's a good thing. But sometimes it can be important to actually do the choosing so that you're choosing people who really appreciate and respect your sensitivity, for example, that they understand that part of you, that they're open to learning about that part of you, supporting that part of you as a friend. That's an important thing, especially for those of us that are high up on that sensitivity scale. And we tend to be really good listeners. So we really excel at empathic listening. So use this skill to your advantage. This is something you can, you know, you're, if you find somebody interesting that you're, <clears throat> excuse me, wanting to get to know, then ask them about themselves. Like I've always been somebody that's asked a lot of questions to people because I have an interest in knowing them and really be that good listener. That's a, people love to feel heard and understood. And that's a great thing where you're asking follow-up questions to get to know them, to deepen the conversation. That's one way that we can get into those places that allow us to have those deeper conversations. And share your feelings, share who you are, and that can help build trust and deeper connections. You want to show up as who you are because that's who you want. Like I know for myself, when I was younger, I kind of felt like I walked around in the world being who people wanted me to be rather than who I actually was. And many of us are like that. We've learned how to mold ourselves to try to fit into places or with people that we don't fit in. And what I think is important is to really show up as yourself because then you get to be yourself. Then you are liked for who you are. You're connecting with somebody as yourself. And that's what you truly want. You want to be able to be yourself with a good friend, with really having that deep connection. You want them to be themselves and you want to be yourself. So show up as yourself, share who you are, share your experiences. 
And one of the really important aspects of high sensitivity is setting boundaries, learning how to set healthy boundaries. And let your friends know what you need. Let them know when you need alone time. And if certain situations overwhelm you, if you need to cancel. I had kind of a running um, thing with my friends where I would, we, we were, we understood each other and our sensitivities. And we could say that, you know, maybe we were making a plan for next week to get together or something. But there was always an open invitation to cancel if needed because we understood each other's sensitivity. We would be able to say, hey, you know what, I am so drained. I, I, can we reschedule? And there would be no feelings hurt because we had explained already. We understood each other. And, you know, where you're able to, I mean, let that person know they're important to you. But that sometimes you're going to, there's going to be times where your energy is drained or you're having sensory overload and you need to change or cancel plans and help them understand you. And also, you know, boundaries around making sure things are balanced, that there's giving and receiving in that relationship, that you are not always the giver, that you're also receiving I know many HSPs talk about that. They feel like they're always the listener, but they're not being heard themselves. So make sure you have that balance and you set those boundaries in your relationships because healthy boundaries lead to healthy relationships and the lack of boundaries lead to unhealthy, unbalanced relationships. So that's something really important. I have a free webinar about setting boundaries, setting healthy boundaries for HSPs that you might find helpful. And really try to prioritize self-care to be able to maintain that emotional balance. So a regular self-care, as you've probably heard me talk about, It helps us stay balanced. It helps us manage our stress levels. It reduces sensory overload, things like that that can impact friendships. So we really want to show up as someone with energy to be that, you know, be taking place in that meaningful connection. So make sure you're doing your self-care. If you are brand new to learning about this trait and you don't know what that means, what self-care looks like, um, I encourage you to watch some of my free webinars and go to hspresources.com because I have a lot of resources there too, a lot of free resources also that videos and, and all kinds of stuff that teach you about the trait. And, and also like what is going to be um, helpful for keeping your you know, self-care practices. And then take small steps. So if you have social anxiety or you get overwhelmed by large social gatherings, start with something really small, low pressure, and then work up to more extensive social engagements. A lot of HSPs talked about how um, after having so much downtime during the lockdowns, during the um, pandemic, for example, and then when everything opened up again, that there was a sense of feeling really overwhelmed, almost like you were out of practice. 
I felt that too, in fact, almost like out of practice to engage in so many activities again. So just start small, be patient with yourself, take time, listen to what you really like to do, do those things, and it can be an important part. Just take those small steps and really celebrate along the way and embrace being vulnerable. When we love ourselves, when we've done that internal work, it can help so much then to be vulnerable because we can be more open and that's where we connect. We connect through vulnerability. That's a part of how we have deep connections. So I hope some of this has been helpful to you. It's been, you know, it's, it's always an ongoing journey to develop friendships, to, to find those meaningful connections. And sometimes certain people are in your life for a short time and sometimes a long time. And sometimes we shed old relationships if they're no longer working for us. Maybe we are not feeling supported. We're not feeling trust. You know, it, and, and those kinds of experiences can be really difficult to let go of friendships that maybe you've had for a while or you wanted to work. But I often say, think about this. Are you... Like if you're missing or you're worried about ending a friendship that isn't working for you anymore, is it because it is what you wanted it to be or what it actually was? Was that friendship what you wanted it to be or was it actually the way you thought it was? So what, where I'm going with this is that sometimes we create an image of what we want. We want that person to be a certain way. We want them to have that giving and receiving. We want them to be that good listener. We want to trust them. And perhaps they haven't been what we needed them to be. And so as we shed old relationships and friendships, perhaps we open ourselves to new ones that can be more connecting or can we perhaps deepen the friendships that we already have? Are there certain people in your life that you'd really like to connect deeper with? What might help you get there? I'm thinking about some of the things that we talked about. What are some things that can help you get there that might feel like it's a little easier to connect on a deeper level? Ask for what your needs are. Show up as your real self. And then you can be loved for your real self. So I hope some of these things have been helpful. I think it's an ongoing journey. We change, we evolve. Our friends change and evolve. Situations change and evolve. And I think sometimes as we grow older, we start to become more conscious of what kind of friendships we might want in our life. So spend some time thinking about that. If you were to hang out with a friend for the day, what would be something you would absolutely love doing? Can you ask some of your friends to do those things? Or perhaps can you attend some 
social situations that would lead to that? Can you open yourself a bit? If you really struggle to be vulnerable, if you've been hurt in the past, if it's hard for you to put your walls down, I really recommend working with a therapist, a healer, a coach. We also have an HSP practitioner's directory on my website where you can find one to work with. I also am opening up some very limited time slots for working with some HSPs. At least as I'm recording this, I am. It depends on if there's an opening or not. So that's something you could check out too if you want to work with me. But I think that it's important to work on those parts of ourselves. I know for myself, I found it really hard to put my wall down for a long time, a big part of my life, and that had to do with some of my upbringing. And I really had to work on that. And what I, what I like to tell HSPs is you don't have to put your wall down for everybody. But we want to be able to put it down by choice with certain people. And that's important to be able to do that. So I do believe we can put it up and down. We can put it up in situations where we don't feel safe that we to be ourselves and then we can put it down to to really connect to allow that energy of connection between the other person so start to think about some of those things and i would love to hear from you what resonated what your thoughts are what's worked for you where are you challenged you can go to hsppodcast.com to leave comments on episodes And I would love to invite you to the Sensitive Empowerment Community. That is a wonderful place to make HSP friends. I'm there every day. And you can go to sensitivecommunity.com for that. And really, if you want to find everything, you can go to my website or you can go to hspresources.com and you'll find everything there that I've talked about. And more, (laughs) lots of stuff to support you. That's what we do. We support each other. So I hope you're taking really good care of your beautiful, sensitive self. And until next time.